0: What's up, my Dirty Devotional family? Hope you guys are doing awesome. Zach here, and welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast. Hey, give a shout out to all of those um, who are listening. I love you. Um, I hope today you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. And listen, for those that are joining for the first time, I can't tell you how much of an honor it is to have you take time to listen to this podcast. And I hope you enjoy it. I really do. I hope it's helpful for you. I hope it gets you thinking, it inspires you, and I would love to hear your feedback. And so leave a review um, on iTunes. You can send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to connect with you. I say this all the time, and I mean it. I want to be—I um, just don't want to be a voice you listen to. I want to be a person you know. And so reach out, tell me your story, tell me how you found the podcast. I would love to connect with you. But today, we are going to dive into some content uh, for today's devotional that I'm believing will be super helpful. Um, For every single person listening to this. Um, This is something I've had to learn to do over the past year. Um, It's something I've learned my whole life, but specifically over the past year in my life. And it has been um, helped me move forward from difficult circumstances, specifically uh, when I've been hurt directly by people. And we're going to tie this into uh, the story of Joseph. We've been talking about Joseph for um, the past few episodes, And Joseph is a character in the book of Genesis in the Bible. So the Genesis is the first book of the Bible. And what we've seen is that Joseph, um, when he was young, he has these dreams of basically his brothers and his father bowing down to him. He tells his brothers and his dad this. His brothers respond um, by taking him out and plotting to throw him into a hole to kill him. Uh, but change their mind and decide to sell him into slavery so that they can get a profit off of him. I know in that great family y'all y'all think your family's dysfunctional Joseph's family is freaking crazy um, And so they do that Joseph gets put into slavery and through these crazy circumstances um, years later Joseph finds himself second in command of Egypt and is basically, Uh, leading the country through uh, this time of famine. It's it's a remarkable story. If you haven't listened to the past few episodes, do that. Um, But what ends up happening is Joseph's family is now in the middle of this famine. They're running out of food. And the only way to get food is to go back to Egypt and to uh, basically go get food from there. And so the brothers go and the father stays behind. And this is the first time... Um, Joseph is going to see his brothers from the day that he, they threw him, uh, they sold him into slavery and Joseph sees them. They don't recognize Joseph. They don't recognize who he is, but Joseph recognizes them and basically starts doing these funny things to them. Uh, he starts, uh, he puts them in jail. He makes it look like they stole stuff. Y'all all these things that I love, like you talk about some vengeance. I love it. Joseph has a bit of vengeance here. Um, sends them back to Egypt with food and silver. Uh, they end up having to come back to get more food, but they're scared to come back uh, because they think Joseph's going to kill him, but they don't know it's Joseph. So it's it's a lot of stuff's happening, all right? And so if you want to read it, go read it if you want to know more. It's Genesis around 40 to 45. And the brothers end up coming back and Joseph reveals himself finally to the brothers. And so in this moment... If it was me, there's a lot of vengeance, a lot of um, uh, a lot of um, consequences that that these brothers are going to deal with for what they've done to me. And we've all been there. We've been hurt by people. People have sabotaged us. They've said things that weren't true about us, and they victimized us and hurt us. And honestly, when we have this chance to kind of break them down to hurt them we're just like we're ready for it you know what I'm saying like if you're anything like me um, you think about the people that hurt you and sometimes you just think about um, taking a bat to their car to their head I know that sounds fierce I'm just telling you I would never do it I really believe that but I do think about it and so we just think about like man how they've hurt us and we end up getting stuck thinking about how they need to experience what they've caused me to experience and it goes back and but what we see is with Joseph he doesn't do this. All right, Joseph doesn't respond in this way. He ends up explaining to them everything that happened and then he says this in Genesis 45 verse 8 and I want to talk about it. He says, "So then, it was not you talking to the brothers who sent me here, but God." It was not you who sent me here, but God. And Joseph, in this moment, doesn't hold his brothers um, as the people responsible uh, for all the bad things that happened in his life. In fact, he he hands it over to God. And a lot of times this verse, I believe, gets misused. It's talk about, like, it was a reference to the sovereignty of God and how, like, basically God is responsible for everything, which I think is frustrating because, um it ends up kind of taking a lot of the free will out of life. and But I do think there's something powerful here I want to talk about. And in this verse, here, here's what I really think is what's happening. Is this, is Joseph is declaring um, to his brothers that your decisions don't have enough power to determine my destiny. That your decisions don't have enough power to determine my destiny. Another way to say it would be this. The sum of my life is greater than one person's decisions against me. Some of you need to be reminded of this that the sum of your life is greater than one person's decisions against you. And what Joseph is saying is, he's saying, I'm not going to let your decisions define the summation of my life. He's saying, Is there something much bigger at play here? And so when we make this decision, here's what ends up happening. When we decide to respond to things in this way, here's what it does. First thing is it removes power from them. It removes power from them. So many times when people have hurt us, we decide to live in that pain and that trauma and we victimize our lives. And what happens was we end up giving that person the power of our life. That when we let someone's decision that hurt us um, begin to control us or define us, we end up giving that person more power than they deserve. You end up giving them control of your life. And so when we make this decision, we say, hey, my life is a lot greater than one person's decisions. We remove that power from them and it leads us to the second thing is it adds power back to you. And the reason it adds power power back to you is that now you can make a decision of, hey, I'm not going to let this decision impact me anymore. I'm going to let my life and my choices determine my destiny. Now, even though this was a setback, um, even though this was an unexpected outcome, even though I didn't see this coming from this person or this event, What it means is I still have control and I can still move forward the best way I see fit. And so it removes power from them, but it also adds power back to you. And for Joseph, what this means, he's saying, hey, brothers, this isn't, you don't have, you're not the reason I'm here. My life is greater than your decision against me. In fact, I took the things that went against me when I was in slavery from you guys selling me off. And in fact, I took control of that and brought the power back to myself, which got me To this place. But the last thing is this, and here's why I think it's really important and um, crucial for us to include God in this mix, is because I believe it provides a place, specifically a person, to go through for rejoicing and rejecting. And what I mean by is this is that people, they can't handle um, that. They they can't necessarily us being able to go to them and to vent and to let out how they hurt us. We're always not going to have the ability or the opportunities to do that. We're not going to have the chance to be able to unload on someone and one, they be able to respond well, or two, to be able to even have the chance to do that. But when we turn to God and we make God the place of rejecting, the place of rejoicing, we know a couple of things. We know that one, that God can handle it, that God's a big boy, that he can handle our frustrations, our anger, our trauma, that we can bring all of things, those things to him. And two, we know that... Um, that it is going to always be present and an, an option for us to be able to go to. And here's why this is. I believe this is crucial. So many times we hoard in and we play these narratives in our mind of, I would just say this or I would just do that to this person. But when Joseph is saying, hey, this isn't you, this is God, God becomes a cornerstone of him to be able to go to when he is down, when he's hurt, when he's happy, when he's rejoicing, when good things happen. It provides a centerpiece piece. For him to be able to visit to address the things that are happening in his life. But here's the thing. Too many of us are living in this victim mindset and victim mentality. And we're living with the trauma of someone else's decisions against us. Listen, the sum of my life is greater than one person's decisions against me. The sum of your life, listen, the sum of your life is greater than one person's decision against you. Remove that power from them. Don't give them control over your life. Take that power back and figure out how to make the best of whatever you have so that you can move on and experience the best that I believe God has for your life. And then go to God. Let him be the place of venting, the place of of, uh, yelling, of cursing, of rejoicing, of celebrating, whatever it may be. Go to him. He can handle it. He's available always. And when you do this, here's what happens. You move from victim to victor. You no longer have to victimize your life. Instead, you can celebrate the victory of your life because you've taken control back of your life. In the same way Joseph did this, you can do it based on whatever you are dealing with. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for today. Lord, we thank you that um, Lord, that we have stories like this that we can connect to. Lord, we know what it feels like to be betrayed, to let down, to be let down, to be hurt. Um, but Lord, you you teach us that there's something bigger at play. Um, Lord, that one person's decisions does not get to define our destiny. Um, So, Lord, we remove power for them. We put that power back on us. And, Lord, we look to you. Um, Lord, we come to you in our gratefulness. We come to you in our hurt. We come to you in our celebrating. And we come to you in our trauma. Lord, believing that you can handle it, believing that you can help us. And, Lord, we ask all of this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly... I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by our real God. Be blessed.